Are you itching to get back to travel again, but are just a little bit nervous about possibly catching COVID when you're on vacation? Join us as we get the facts and what you need to know from a real travel expert. And as always, if you enjoy this video, please like, subscribe, and turn on all notifications to get notified each time we post. My guest today is Leanne Lance, co-owner of Picture This Travel. Together with her partner, Sherry Clark, and their team of travel advisors, they have been designing custom multi-destination vacations for their clients around the country since 2008. Hi, Leanne. Welcome to RTE Travel Talk. Hi, Ken. Good to see you again. It's great to be heavy back with us, Leanne. Leanne, today we have a question from a subscriber. And just like everybody else, everybody's itching to get back to travel. But some people still have a little bit of a worry about just exactly what happens if I test positive while I'm on vacation. And I know that you kind of have firsthand experience with that, with uh, possibly several, several of your clients. So I thought, I thought you could enlighten our viewers and listeners just on what happens in this event, offer some advice on how to deal with the situation if it, it arises, and possibly highlight some steps you can take pre-vacation to mitigate the impact of this event. Well, that's a lot of questions. I'll try and answer them all <laughs> for you. Um, but yes, we have been sending people out, uh, you know, since last year, uh, various destinations. Um, we've had people in Europe, we've had people in Mexico, the DR, people in Canada. Um, so a variety of places. And one of our jobs is to know what the rules are, which right. are always changing. So we constantly have to be paying attention to what the rules are to get into a country, do you need to test? Do you have a negative test? Do you have to vaccinate? And I wanted to also mention this, Ken. We're finding out a lot of countries are opening up if you are not vaccinated. Okay. However, um, what, we're, what we're finding is that a lot of the restaurants and tour companies are requiring to see your vaccination card. So even though you can get into the country, you might not be able to eat at a restaurant. You might not be able to go on a tour. So that's an important thing for a travel advisor to know when they're helping you plan where you're going to go. Right. Uh, I would say that a lot of our travel lately has been to Mexico and the DR because it's so close and it's so easy for folks to get to. Uh, but we've, we've had people in Europe as well, and we've had people that tested positive before they came home. So while, while situations are always somewhat unique and different, the main thing that happens if you test positive, say, for example, in Mexico or the DR, you're at a resort, you're going to test the day before you come home so that you can come back to the United States. If you test positive, they're immediately going to do another test to see if it was false, and, and then hopefully you'll test negative. But if you test positive both times, they're going to pack you up with all your belongings, and they're going to move you to a quarantine area of the resort. Okay. You won't be allowed to leave your room. Uh, your, your partner, whoever's staying with you, has the choice of going home if they tested negative or they can quarantine with you. But you won't be allowed to even, in many places, go out on your balcony until you test uh, negative. So the, the kind of the rule of thumb they use is the day you test positive is day zero. And then for five days after that, if you as soon as you test negative, you can go home. But if you don't test negative for the next five days after that, they will give you, uh, the resort will give you a, a doctor's note to, to come home after that. So most people are testing negative after those five days or, or sometime within that window. And they, 
They do provide food for you. They don't provide alcohol, even if it's an all-inclusive resort. They're not going to give you any alcohol, which I think is just wrong. But yeah, I hear you. they are going to give you food and and uh, and non-alcoholic drinks. And then you you know you 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 just kind of stay in your room till you test uh, test negative. But most of our clients are testing negative before that five days, and then there and then the we always tell them if you test positive, the first call you make is to us. Because okay. the first thing we're going to do is we're going to take care of your return flight home, basically make sure that you um, that it gets suspended so that as soon as you test uh, negative, we can get you on another flight home. We are going to take care of your transfers so that your transfer company can still take you from the resort back to the airport. So we're going to make sure that we take care of those things. What happens if I happen to be on a cruise and I test positive? What do you, well, do you have any? Yeah, absolutely. We do. So, so every cruise line is going to have uh, their own protocol, what they're okay. going to follow. They're following some CDC guidelines, although the CDC just loosened those, um, those requirements, but the cruise lines are still following pretty stringent protocols for how you get on the ship, how, who has to be vaccinated. Almost everyone does. If you're, if you're over the age of two, pretty much uh, they recommend it. If you're over the age of 12, you have to be vaccinated. And then if you are not vaccinated, if you're a child, then you have to have a negative test. There's restrictions on whether you can go on a shore excursion based upon the, the port of call. So those are, those are all requirements. And then if you, if you test positive on board, they're going to immediately move you out of your room and put you in a red zone area, um, which is going to be similar to the resort situation where your food's going to be delivered every day. You're not really going to see anybody. They usually are not inside staterooms. They're usually, uh, they're not balconies. They don't want you on the balcony, but they usually have a, a window. You know, at least at least gives you a little something to look at and say, oh, I wish I was out there. But um, it, yeah, I would say that it's not happening as often on cruise ships just because you're not testing every day. You 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 presented a negative test to get on the ship. You had to be vaccinated to get on the ship. And then if you're asymptomatic, I mean, you know, because most of the people that are testing to come home from Europe or from Mexico are having to get tested the day before they come home. Otherwise, Just, most of them would never know that they were positive because they're right. most all of them are asymptomatic. Very few and of them have symptoms. They're getting tested because they need to get tested to get on board an aircraft. Exactly to come right. come back into the country, and you know, on a cruise ship that starts and ends in the United States, there isn't a requirement to test before you you know you get off the ship. Right. So you're going to test to get on the ship. And you're really not going to test again. So we're not seeing, unless someone has symptoms, they're probably not getting tested on board because if you feel fine, you don't have symptoms, why are you going to voluntarily go get tested? Right. You're not. So we're just not seeing as many cruise passengers needing to be, you know, quarantined. It does happen. It hasn't happened to us uh, really um, hardly at all. So uh, most of our people are those that are, are flying back to the United States and testing the day before. Um, and when you get home, we're going to give you the instructions for how to file an insurance claim to get reimbursed for those extra nights. We don't sell uh, trips um, without travel insurance. We just don't do that. We think, especially in this day and age, it's just not the wise thing to do for us or for the client, especially for the client. So we make sure that we have travel insurance on that booking, and then we give them instructions on how to file a trip interruption claim. Right. So they're going to have out-of-pocket expenses. Yes. And they'll have to front initially. those. 
Initially, yes. And then they'll file a claim when they get back home. Roughly, how long does it take to satisfy a claim? You know, it kind of depends on the insurance company. I would say most of them have been pretty good about trying to pay that claim in 30 within 30 days of receiving all the documentation. And that's the important thing. And that's what we try to help our clients do. We make sure that they know all the documentation that they have to submit for that claim. And uh, if there's things that we can provide, um, we do. But we, we tell them up front, the more complete you can be in submitting your claim, the faster that claim is going to be paid. The other thing people don't realize is that every day that you're taking that test, you have to pay for that test. The okay. resort is providing that first test, but they're not going to provide all the subsequent tests. And, and a lot of the resorts aren't even doing the first test for free anymore. Uh, it's only like if you're in a VIP status, a privilege room, something like that. Right. But those subsequent tests, they're going to charge you for. So you'll need to keep the receipts of those and, and submit those for a claim as well. So are they the rapid test, Leanne, or would they be? Yeah, the, these are all the rapid tests. They're all yeah. the rapid tests. They're not yeah. the PCR and antigen test. No, these are these are the rapid tests that you need to come home. So those are all the ones that you get very quickly. Now our, our clients in Europe, what we've been doing for the people that are traveling outside the United States that aren't in a resort, like in the Mexico or DR, we have been recommending that they take with them that they order the Binex test that you can do yourself. And you uh, seven by 24, um, you get on the internet. So the day before you come home, you take that test, you get on the internet, they get you an appointment right away because they're available seven by 24. And they watch you take the test and then they certify it and you get a QR code that you can take to the airport. So we've been having our clients buy those tests and take them with them. There's two tests in each kit for a reason. If you test positive, you need to turn around and take the negative, take take another test and see if you test negative. Right. So, because um, there's a lot of false positives with the tests. If you have two people going, you really should have two kits. And um, we do recommend that. And then what happens in Europe or some of these other countries is fairly country specific. But for example, the clients that I've had test positive in destination, I had to have them move to a quarantine hotel in the city where they were provided food and drink, no alcohol. Again, the partner that tests negative is um, can go home if they want, or they can stay with the with the person that tested positive. Interestingly, my clients, the, the wife had tested positive, the husband tested tested negative and uh, he was allowed to leave the hotel and walk around the city and she had to stay in the room of course right. uh, but again they had to front that money for the the um, hotel and the hotel provided the food and drink um, and then they had to uh, they were allowed to leave in the morning every day to go to the testing center which was right down the street and they tested until she tested negative and then we got him home so in that event it's a good piece of advice for people to have lots of availability, lots of availability on their lines of credit or credit card to cover those initial costs. Yes, they do. Yeah, that that is definitely something that, you know, we we recommend that people do take a credit card. A lot of people like to travel with just a debit card. I recommend both if you can, because in different instances, there there's advantages to one versus the other. In my opinion, the rates are very reasonable that we've seen from both resorts in uh, the Caribbean, as well as uh, these hotels in Europe. They're really, um, you know, we're, we're talking like $125 a day for the room with food. So it's not 
an exorbitant um, amount of money. But the thing that I always make sure that people know is you're traveling during a time of COVID. You need to make sure that if you have to be back for babysitters, dog sitters, or work, something that's set time sensitive, you need to allow that if you test positive, you may have to stay uh, an additional duration. Yeah, good advice. One of the things you said right at the top of the show was that you always make these recommendations for your clients. It would seem to me that you'd always want to have an advocate in your corner in this day and age when you're traveling. I, can't, I, just, can't, I just can't imagine, Leanne, going to the airport doing doing all of your travel DIY and then all of a sudden you test positive right and it's kind of nobody to turn to. yeah yeah because you you don't know you know you, you can try and call the consulate the U.S. consulate in a country but yeah. a lot of times they're not there I mean it's amazing how many times the consulate is closed for holiday or you know vacation or their hours are only 10 to 2 or you know it's it's not always open. Um, we always answer the phone seven by 24. And I think that's our responsibility to do that for our clients. So when they have an emergency that they can get hold of us and we're going to tell them, first of all, we're going to tell them not to panic. We know what to do. We're going to take care of you. We're going to be with you every step of the way. We're going to make sure that we get you home. And uh, that seems to be very reassuring to them when they're outside of the United States that um, that they got somebody that's advocating for them, telling them what to do. If need be, we'll deal with the resort, make sure that the resort isn't giving them incorrect information. If you're out in Europe, um, we'll, it's our responsibility to try and find that quarantine hotel for you to go to, make sure that you get checked in there and yeah. uh, and, and taken care of. But like I said, if, you, if you're traveling on your own without a travel advice, that all that responsibility falls back to you. You're stuck in a foreign land or a foreign country or a resort. You don't know what to do. It's, it'd you be don't. harsh. Yeah. So. Everybody wants to get back to traveling. Yeah. And, you know, I think more than ever, we've got people wanting to get out. And yet the first question that they ask is what happens to COVID? Can I get into the country? Can I get out of the country? Yeah. You know, how do I get back to the United States? And those things are changing all the time. Yeah. And we have to be constantly educating ourselves on what those what those changes are. So Leanne, how do you stay current on all of this? We read a lot. Our agency has access to, through our consortia uh, to a place that actually gives us some pretty good immediate information. And then we always, all of us know how to go to the government website for the country, go to our government website, read the current regulations. We have lots of avenues that maybe a consumer wouldn't. And that's important because this information changes. So somebody might Google an answer and the answer is from July of 2021, and it's no longer a valid answer for their question because right. things have changed. So we're constantly having to get the most current information to our clients. And I gather you probably have some online resources on your website for that? Uh, we do have some, yes, absolutely. There, We have a, a, a place to go where people can get um, current COVID information okay. on our website. But I, I think that because it changes so rapidly, and it can be very confusing. I would still encourage that conversation with your travel um, counselor and your advisor to make sure that you truly understand what's going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. You can you can look at all all the stuff online you want, but you really need that real time access. 
in a lot of cases. And everybody, and it really depends on what country they're going to, exactly. how they're traveling, what yep. kind of insurance we've sold them. You know, when we can, we we sell insurance that's bundled into a package. Like for an all-inclusive, we sell their insurance so that we can get a, a cancel for any reason with a future travel credit. If right. you're going to Europe, it's not as easy to get cancel for any reason in a in an a la carte package. So we have to be creative how we go about insuring it for our clients. Well, Leanne, that's wonderful information. I'll leave the links to your website and contact information in the description. But for the benefit of our viewers and listeners, what's the best way to contact you if somebody wanted to reach out to either you or one of your travel advisors? Well, the Chiron on the bottom is perfect. <laughs> uh, I like that. That's good. That's great. We have 12 agents in our agency. We're located all over the United States and we are all, we all work from home, which is, uh, which means basically we're easy to find yeah. because we all carry our, we have our desk phones. We all have our cell phones that it rolls over to. So we, we are all working a lot. So it's easy to find us and you can go to our website and you can read the about us segment and you can see the bio for all of our agents and pick the one that maybe is the best fit for you. And it tells you where we live. So if you need to find us by geography, you can do that as well. That sounds great. So I always like to ask my guests what's next on their bucket list. Have you got any, any interesting bucket list vacations planned? Well, I have a lot of really interesting ones for my guests and they're exciting. Mm -hmm. Obviously we're, we're booking like crazy. Uh, I have one that we're taking in June. We're going to do a Danube cruise with uh, three other couples. Okay. So my husband and I are headed to Budapest. No, we're not concerned about the conflict in the Ukraine right now. And Hungary actually, as you know, shares a border with the Ukraine, but we're still yeah. going to Budapest. And uh, we're going to do the Danube. And at the end, we'll do a three-night Prague extension. So we're very excited about that. We've been planning that for about a year and a half. So excited to go and do that. Well, that sounds great. Yeah. I haven't been on the Danube. We'll have to have you back to uh, regale us with your adventures on the Danube. <laughs> I do love regaling. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a plan. Well, great. Leanne, this has been absolutely great. I'm just going to wish you all your guests and your travel advisors, smooth and happy sailings. And we hope to see you on a Lido deck real soon, or perhaps on a river cruise. Oh, uh, that would be great. I would love to see you in person, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. And that about wraps things up for today, folks. A very special thanks to my guest, Leanne Lance of Picture This Travel. I'll leave her contact information in the description if you'd like to reach out to Leanne or one of her expert travel advisors. If you'd like to reach us, Send a question to questions at realtravelexperts.com, visit our website, realtravelexperts.com, or leave a comment. We always respond. And as always, folks, if you enjoyed this video, a like, subscribe, and a ring of the bell is certainly appreciated and helps us spread the word. So until next time, happy travels.